This is Witch. I'm your host, Crystal Kennedy, and together we'll explore the world of magic, mysteries of the universe, spirituality, and so much more. The word witch for me has always stood for woman in total control of herself. Well, I'm far from having total control over myself, but I strive to learn more every day and share my findings here with you. I invite you fellow seekers to grab a broomstick or your favorite witch's brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Witch. What's up, witches? It's your girl, Crystal, here. Happy Mystical Monday, and welcome to this week's episode of Witch. We are back after some technical difficulties last week, but let me tell you, this episode is definitely going to make up for that lost time because I have the glam fit diva herself, Annie Calvanesso, empowerment coach and multi-passionate entrepreneur extraordinaire. This babe is a self-love warrior, bitches, and she has the scars to prove it, let me tell you what. (laughs) She has made empowering people to live their best, healthiest, and most authentic life her mission, whether it's finding a diet and exercise plan that comes from a place of alignment and self-love, to realizing your career dreams, to manifestation, This babe does it all, and not only is she amazing at what she does, but she leads by example by being an absolute badass boss babe. Oh my god, talking to Annie was so freaking inspiring, and I know you witches are just going to be so lit up after this episode. As always, I want to take a moment of gratitude for all of you out there who have tuned into my little witchy show. This is my absolute passion, and I am so grateful to all of you listening for going on this journey with me. And if you could help a witch out and head on over to iTunes to rate the show five stars and leave a review, it would be so, so appreciated, babes. I have so much more magic I want to bring to you, and five-star ratings and reviews really, really help me get there, and they help the show keep growing, which is what we both want, I think. (laughs) And if you're a witchy tea lover like me and you haven't checked out Magic Hour Teas yet, please do yourself a favor and head on over to the show notes for links to their website. I can't say enough amazing things about this company. I was a fan long before I ever had a sponsorship with them. And this company is so incredible, so magical, and so aligned. I mean, their teas are off the charts amazing and they're the perfect teas if you want to do a witchy ritual or you're going to do some sort of self-care ritual they're just absolutely incredible and plus they have gorgeous tea wear jewelry perfume and so many more magical goodies for you to discover so please head on over and check them out and make sure to join their mailing list to get 10 percent off your first order of 25 dollars or more All right, babes, I have such an inspiring episode for you. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Yes. Okay. It's officially recording. (laughs) Yes. So tell everybody just a little bit about who you are, where you come from, what you do. Yes. So I am a full-time entrepreneur. I love it so much. Um, I am a health and fitness coach, um, working specifically with singers, but now my brand is kind of transitioning into working with like all women. So I can help heal, um, eradicate diet culture and eating disorders, which is one of my big goals in life. Uh, so 
<laughs> what do you say? I said yes. Yes. Please, yes. <laughs> also, um, do business coaching, and I am an opera singer and um, sing out at bars, pop music, things like that. So I'm very multi passionate. I have a lot of things that I love to do, um, and I, I love my life so much. I love being an entrepreneur. It's the best. I love. I love that your business is multi passionate too, because I find myself to be a multi passionate person. And like seeing that, I'm like, oh, I can kind of fit everything into a little umbrella with a bunch of different facets that I'm interested in. And I love that you do that. Thank it's you. Very, very cool. What made Thank you decide to like make the switch from, from, cause you were like professional opera for a while. You were, you were really like in that scene. What made you transition out of that and into something a little more uh, soul based, if you will? Yeah. So I actually made the switch to being a full-time entrepreneur. I still do sing opera um, and I still, you know, get paid to sing opera. And I have a contract with Toledo Opera next fall, which I'm excited for. But I think it really came down to the fact that my story was so powerful and what had happened to me in my life was so profound that I knew that I had a message I wanted to share with other people. And I just didn't feel like only being a singer would be enough for me. I didn't feel like I could really fulfill my life purpose. So it's been a slow transition out of like full-time singing and kind of coming out more as being an entrepreneur and wanting this to be my path and wanting singing to be a part of it. Um, But yeah, I think the thing that really helped me make the switch was when I started doing it, when I started getting more into health and fitness Um, I realized how much I loved it and how much of an impact I was making. And I just can't stop. Like it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. That's so cool. Well, I like the way that you're coming at it too, because you come at it from such a different perspective. I love it. What was it? It's called uh, losing weight with love and doing fitness from a place of self-care. Yeah. Perspective switch on that is so beautiful because it's not like fitness to look like this cookie cutter model that you should look like. It's no fitness for loving your body, like making your body strong and loving yourself that way. Yeah. Did that, how did that come into your frame of like a view? What, what made you want to like bring this to the masses? Yeah. So, um, really the thing, the pivotal moment of my life, the, the catalyst for everything was when I was 12 through 18, I actually had anorexia. I had an eating disorder and, um, I guess it was atypical anorexia because according to the BMI chart, I wasn't like skinny enough to have regular anorexia, but I don't know. Right. That's the thing. (laughs) Oh my God. That's terrible. But I still had anorexia. Like I still had, um, mental health problem of having an eating disorder. Like I still starved myself. I would, um, try to make myself throw up. I would sleep so I could avoid eating like so much. And it was all just a way to numb. It was all me being out of alignment with my authenticity Um, it was me pushing down my problems. It was me using food to cope with my self-worth issues. Um, and you know, diet culture was like really feeding a lot of it. Yeah. Cause we got those. It's not like those ideas just came out of the ether. Like that's been something that we've seen because you and I are pretty much the same age, I think like, you know, especially in the millennial sort of culture, Mm -hmm. being heroin chic, Kate Moss skinny was the thing to do. And if you weren't, it was like, every ad you saw was trying to get you to be this model of somebody else instead of being like, it's cool to be you and do what you want to do. Like it's also, yeah. Yeah. It was really hard. It was hard growing up and being Italian and being curvier naturally. I'm Italian. (laughs) I'm Italian too. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I knew, I knew I liked you. Yeah. Right. (laughs) 
Paisana. Yes, paisana. Um, but yeah, like the thing was, um, I, I used to starve myself and I really got to a point um, my senior year of high school where I had lost like 20 pounds within a matter of like three months or something. Um, and I was finally getting close to my goal weight. But I guess when you have an eating disorder and I had, I had nothing, no knowledge about internal health at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was doing was I was actually really messing up the lining of my stomach because when you don't have food in your stomach. There's no acid, like the acid doesn't have anything to absorb. So, um, I don't know if you've seen my pictures or you've seen the scar on my stomach. No, Uh, I haven't. Oh my goodness. But basically the catalyst for all of this, like all this major life change was that I quite literally almost died from my eating disorder. Um, my stomach ruptured and I was in the hospital and, um, I missed actually my first two weeks of college and I got to school late and, yeah, I really like, I really consider myself a warrior now because yeah. I went through all that physically, um, mentally, the cards were stacked against me. My professors and my, the Dean of the school of music at the university of Michigan told me to drop out of school. Cause it would have been too hard. Um, but I didn't, I kept pushing and I was like, I know I can do this. I want to be a singer. I want to be strong. I want to perform. And I, um, I couldn't even walk after that. Like I was so thin because after two weeks in the hospital, I was super thin. My body image was totally messed up. Um, so that's really what the catalyst was. Um, and then after that, it, it's been a long recovery. Um, I'm at a place now and I, I have been here for like a few years now that I really don't equate my self-worth to my appearance, but it wasn't just like poof after that surgery and eating disorder, I was recovered. I had to go through like years of therapy and years of physical therapy to heal myself mentally and physically. And that's why I'm so passionate about like internal health and actual health instead of just appearances. And if you want to lose weight, doing it from a very aligned place, um, because a lot of people lose weight out of alignment. It's because they want to uh, look a certain way for society. And that's what drove me um, to almost die. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a very common thing that you see, especially in women. And it's, it breaks my heart every time. And I've dealt with a little bit of that in my, in my younger years and definitely dealt with a lot of mental health issues. And that's why I'm very passionate about it. I'm like, I want to make a difference in this, if nothing else, mm-hmm. like, cause you know what that struggle's like. And it was, it's difficult to find people who really help from a, a passionate and understanding and empathetic place instead of like, I went to school for this and so now I'm a therapist, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I just love that you're doing that work. It's, it, it's so fucking important. And I thank just you. thank you. And you're such a good role model for it too. You're a hot ass babe. <laughs> like, thank you. It's amazing to watch somebody just really own themselves and look good doing it. It's fucking awesome. Oh yeah. my God. I love you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's like, and I think half the reason you glow the way that you do is because you're doing this from a place of alignment and you're loving yourself while you do it. It changes your body chemistry. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's weird. Cause growing up, I also had really bad self-worth issues. Um, I was bullied as a kid and okay. People call me ugly all the time and I really thought I was ugly. So there was a point in my life where like I was just like a thin like high school girl and I I thought I was ugly and I thought that I was fat and I thought that I was unworthy and there's nothing wrong with being fat. We know that now, but like back then, like being fat was like the worst thing you could call someone. And I thought that I was fat and ugly and I thought I was unworthy and I just had no self-worth. So I'm really grateful I went through this experience because 
like the amount of self-worth I feel now is like off the charts. Like I'm super confident. And also like I help other people just, you know, by them being around my energy. Um, I feel like it kind of like has the ripple effect on them too, which I'm so grateful for. Oh yeah, it definitely does. Like I can feel it coming off you. Like (laughs) good vibes through the computer over here. (laughs) I'm so glad. (laughs) Well, it's amazing to watch somebody change their life in such a positive way. That is nothing. If if nothing else, it's an inspiration. Cause I remember looking at you up when we first got in contact and like, every time your picture comes up, like, fuck yeah, girl. Like I love that. It makes me feel like I can go and do whatever the fuck I need to do that day. It's it's really cool. And like, especially going through your website and seeing all of the kinds of courses you're going to offer. And like the one main thread that I really see is self-worth and authenticity and learning to come from that place. And it's amazing because so many of us, myself included, struggle with that. And that's been a big journey to come back from, mm-hmm. as, as you well know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I pride myself on being a real ass bitch, you know? Yes. <laughs> the thing is, it's inner work. It's not just like learning to, and this is what I teach my clients too. It's not just learning to exercise and eat well for your body. It's like looking at, what are my beliefs about myself? And like, where does this come from? How is this conditioned within me? And like, I refer my clients out to therapists all the time because it's like, sometimes the work is deeper than what we need to do. Sometimes they need to do like EMDR, tap into repressed memories, you know? So it's a lot. It's really healing from the inside out. And it it leads people to be their full aligned soul. I love that you have the wherewithal to see that because that's something... I I just love that part of you because that's so important of like, I can like, you have enough perspective to see into what the person's actually dealing with and being like, Hey, I know that you are going to need something a little extra than what's happening right now. And here's some resources, not just like go find your own. Thank you. Yeah. Claire cognizant, I think, I think is what the term is. So if someone is not telling the truth or they're not being authentic within themselves, I can tell like literally right away. I can tell. I can yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know enough about it. I just know that like, I know things like I can tell if someone's being authentic, I can tell if they're lying to themselves. I can tell if they're lying to me. And usually I call people out on it, but you know, we don't all have the spoons to just be calling people out all day. So <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I tend to just align myself with people who are like me, yeah. and it, you know, well, and people who are actually there to change. Cause it, there's the famous quote, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. It's yes. the same with mental health. Like you can want it all you want, but if you're not willing to actually take accountability and like own up to your bullshit, mm-hmm. not a whole lot's going to happen. You might get kind of there, but you're going to miss a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And that is the most terrifying, but also empowering thing to realize that we are the ones who are in control of our own reality. Yes. That was a mind blowing moment for me where I was like, Oh, I control all of this shit Mm -hmm. because we're not taught that, you know, we're taught that Mm -hmm. the powers that be or fate or whatever it is. Like I, I love that about the metaphysical communities we have. There's just this emphasis on having an active role in your life. And I really love that. Mm -hmm. I love, yeah. And that's like how people can manifest shit, you know? You are a manifestation queen. We're going to get into that later because I have some questions because I'm trying to develop my own just manifestation practice and uh, I'd love to get some advice. But I want to keep going with the like, 
weight loss with, uh, with love part, because that's something that I, I just love that you're doing that work because it's not something I've ever heard before. And tell us a little bit more about that. Like what's the process of, of getting to a place with that? Yeah. So, so many different diet plans. If you look at them, it's like cutting out carbs, cutting out fats, uh, not eating past a certain point, not eating certain foods, not eating sugar, like avoiding the foods you love, things like that. And it's teaching people to go against their natural, um, their natural intuition on what they want to eat. And like, we all know if we really tapped into our intuition, we could all eat intuitively. Like we would all know what we need. Yes. Our bodies know, you know? Oh my God. You're blowing my mind right now. I never put, I never thought that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. So like whenever I have clients, I even, I started with a new client, um, this week I gave her her nutrition protocol and I looked at her nutrition and, um, for, um, to survive, you need 0.8 kilograms of protein, um, or 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Mm -hmm. So, you know, someone who weighs, uh, I think I'll just use her example, like 170, she would need. 80 gram or 75 grams of protein since that's like, I, I think I just did the math properly, but anyways, you did that on your head. So I'm like, I'm impressed. <laughs> I do this all day. But yeah. Like she was um, eating that naturally, mm. you know, and it's like your body naturally needs that. But then yeah. all we do is we just like manipulate the variables a little bit. It's really science-based too. Of course mm. um, we just manipulate the variables a little bit so that she's eating so that she can build muscle. So it is based in, what people are already eating instead of like this set of arbitrary rules. So all of my nutrition protocols have no rules attached to them whatsoever. It's just working with the person to do something. that's going to also be in alignment with their goals, according to the science of what works. Absolutely. I bet it's made easier to maintain uh, eating habits that way too, instead of crash dieting. Yeah. Yeah. My clients um, are, it's, you know, I'm notorious for having clients that have had like three, four years of being able to sustain my programs. Amazing. Thank you. That's, that's huge. That's something that not a lot of people can claim as far as like nutrition and diet and all that stuff. Like that's Mm -hmm. amazing. No wonder you're such a badass bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just like my programs. It's like, my program that I created with them. Like I have the knowledge on what they need to do to change, but like they're creating it based off of their intuition. Like I'm just working with them to do it. Well, and you've had not only like training, but real world experience and real life experience to back that up. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just something you read in a book. It's something you're like, no, this actually worked for me. And here are the reasons why. (laughs) That is so valuable. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I love it so much. Cause like when people, it's so freeing, you know, I love seeing people's reactions when they're like, okay, I can still eat chocolate. I can still drink wine. I can do all of this stuff that I'm doing and still accomplish my goals and still build muscle so that I boost my metabolism and that I can eat more food. Um, and it's just the best. It's the best to see my clients like succeed in that. That's so cool. And I would assume like fitness from a place of self-love is kind of a similar thing where you like kind of figure out what they like and then build it from there. What are the differences though of like fitness or self-love as opposed to just fitness? Oh, sorry. You cut out for a second. What'd you say? Fitness for what? Fitness for self-love as opposed to just like fitness for fitness. Yes. 
Yeah. So all of my fitness programs are uh, based in feeling strong instead of like getting thin or anything like that. Because when you feel good within your body, then you feel like you look good too. It's like body image does not, does not change based on the way you look. Body image varies day to day. And it's like, we can't really change pounds wise within a couple of days. So then why does our body image change every few days? Like it is truly a, a mental thing. That's so true. And even with people who have like body dysmorphia and stuff like that, like that, I would just, mm-hmm. it was just like a heightened version of kind of what we all go through every day. We're like, mm-hmm. Oh, you again, that mirror image. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like the thing is a lot of people, um, especially without support, like on those days where they don't feel good in themselves, they'll just completely give up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a lot of the reason why people work with me too, is for the consistency, you know, just like having someone there for you when you are struggling and consistency is what gets results. It's not any like quick fix or any like super easy thing. It's just being consistent day in and day out. I always compare it to brushing your teeth. Like yeah. you brush your teeth every day so that you don't get a cavity. Like yeah. you just like have a cavity and like spend the whole day brushing your teeth to make up for it. It has to be consistent action over time. Yes. Oh my God. And then coming from a place of self-love when you do it has got to just be a heightened experience. Cause then it like, it takes the work out of it, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Yeah. Cause you're understanding your reason behind it. So I'll always tell my clients like in real time, if they're struggling with whether or not they want to work out that day, I'll ask them what would be the most loving thing for you to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that question is a game changer for them because it puts it in perspective. Like, am I exhausted? Is this workout going to make me even more exhausted? So I can't work tomorrow. Well, then maybe I'll skip it and that's fine. And that's going to be the most loving thing for me. But would it be the most loving thing for myself to hold myself accountable to the goal that I set for myself so that I can continue building trust within myself that I'm a bad bitch and I can do anything I set my mind to? Usually, yes. Like that is the most loving thing. And once people come from that mentality versus like, I have to do this because I'm a failure. If I don't, then they're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And it's like, it's like this book I love called atomic habits. It's getting that 1% better every day. It's not worrying about the like 12% better, 25% better you need to be because then you're, that's not sustainable. You go from doing nothing to doing, trying to do everything in one day. You're going to mm-hmm. like, you're going to burn yourself out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's so, I love that. And like keeping that consistency is very important. And ever since I read that Atomic Habits book, that's what I've been doing. And the consistency has been the most empowering part of like the changes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's all changes over time, you know, it's not like going to be a huge thing all at once. Yeah. And people need to get comfortable with that. We're such an instant gratification society. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard for people to wrap their heads around that. Yes. Yeah. I think it probably comes from a control place too in your head, right? Like I want to control this and this is the way that I feel like I can be doing it. And then it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy when it doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of that is rooted in anxiety. Like this needs to happen right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like just trying to live in the future and trying to, instead of being in the present and being okay with that and trusting the, trusting the journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, it all comes back to the mental girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> every time I know that's why I hate these programs that are just like build a butt in six weeks it's so surface level it's like yeah. 
maybe they'll build a butt, but like, and that's, that's great. Like, that's awesome. But like, that's not the most important thing at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like trying to put a bandaid on something instead of healing the wound. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually about health, not about the look. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. So like, that's why, that's why I love what I do. Cause it's like truly like a transformational experience. It's not just like a surface level, like cookie cutter, like fitness program where people just get hot and that's it. Like they will get hot. Like my main, my main physical result is definitely people building butts. I mean, your girls are <laughs> like, we need to build the booties. Yes. <laughs> Other things are also important. So yeah, it's about finding that balance of everything. And that comes with living in alignment too. And I know you do a lot of work with like helping people find authenticity and alignment in what they're doing. And that's mm-hmm. an amazing thing too. What, what are some, if you have any, some tips for like learning to find your authenticity if you have no idea where to start? Yes. So I would say the number one thing is to learn to not care about other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing, because if you are always asking everyone and their mother what you should do in any given situation, like all of those opinions are like taking up space for you to listen to your own intuition. Um, And it just makes it really hard to actually discern like whether or not you want something because we're thinking about like all these other people. And now there's the added factor of like, if I don't take this person's advice, they might be mad at me and all this other stuff. Um, I do not ask for anyone's advice or opinions on anything unless it's someone that I'm literally paying. Yeah. To get- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It probably muddles the energy of it all too. Cause you get lost in it, what everybody else thinks in that energy signature. And then you completely forget to ask yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it just makes it so much more difficult when you have more opinions because you just like literally can't pay attention to what you want and you discern whether like that solution is what someone else wants or or what you want. So I'd say that's the number one thing. Also just in general, um, self-discovery, like asking yourself, and I do this in all my programs too, like asking yourself what your beliefs are, why you believe the things that you believe, what's it, what is it rooted in? Um, and that's why I refer out a lot of clients to therapy. Cause sometimes it's rooted in like a childhood wound with like their mother or something, which like, oh, yeah. um, we'll get deep in my, um, sessions with clients, but we, we won't do like EMDR or anything like that. Like I'm not qualified for that. And I know I'm not, so I'm not going right. to try that. Well, you're actually honest about where you're at and you're like, Oh, you know what? This is something you're going to need to seek somebody with medical training for. Here you go. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's the healthiest thing to do for a client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like leading with love. Like I always have my client's best interests at heart. Um, actually at the beginning of the pandemic, I had to let go of a lot of clients because they still wanted to continue paying me and they still wanted to continue working with me, but they were not getting the result that they wanted because they needed to go to therapy and deal with like their issues first. Um, so I actually did end up, you know, losing a lot of income and like a lot of my business kind of fell apart, but I knew like I was living in alignment and I knew it would come back tenfold. And honestly, yeah, of course, because you're doing it from the right place of like, I can no longer do what you need. Here's how to do that for yourself. And it's not like a money grabbing situation. You're actually there to help people. Mm-hmm. And the money, money always comes with people who do things for the right reasons. I think. I, I think know? so. Too. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Talking to you just feels like I'm getting this big warm hug. I really, really love it. Like oh, earth energy. I'm just saying girl, we got a Capricorn and a Taurus chilling out earth energy style. <laughs> so vibey. I know. So are you witchy at all? Cause you feel like a, 
like a woman in total control of herself to me. <laughs> yes, I would say I'm definitely witchy. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, Claire sentient, right? Claire, are you, I was going to ask if you're an empath too. That was another one. I don't know if you have done any research into that. I think I am, but I also am very good at setting strong energetic boundaries. So mm. I would say that like, I don't know. It's really, it, that's a hard question to answer because growing up, I really numbed my feelings a lot and like had an eating disorder. So I didn't really, of course I couldn't like feel other people's feelings. So I couldn't even feel my own. Mm -hmm. Um, and since being able to feel my own, I could definitely like tell how other people are feeling. Like I, cause I know I can tell people's authenticity, but I don't know if I like feel their feelings because I, I couldn't, I can't let yeah. myself because then I wouldn't be able to function, you know? Right. So you definitely, it doesn't sound like you're an empath, but it definitely sounds like you're claircognizant and clairsentient mm -hmm. because that's like claircognizant is unknowing. Like you just know, like you're talking about, you know, when somebody's authentic or not and clairsentient is uh, clear feeling. So you're being able to, you're like feeling, oh, okay, that's what that person's going through, but you're not necessarily taking it on and feeling it for them. You can tell what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that would be my, uh, my professional opinion. <laughs> Yes. I, think, yeah. I think you're spot on with that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't take on people's energy because like I probably could if I wanted to, if I wanted to channel it because I can mm -hmm. channel things too. Yeah. Like I really channel their energy, but that would not be useful to me because I got to like protect my own energy. You know, I yeah. need to be peaceful within myself always. Girl, I'm saying I interviewed a girl a couple of weeks ago. Her name is Mildred. She's amazing. And she was talking about she's an empath. And I'm a very, like, have very strong empathic uh, tendencies and abilities, but it, like, almost to my detriment. So she was saying, she's like, I am a retired empath now. <laughs> like, okay, I need to do that for myself because it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah. And it's like, I love that you're, but I love that you can actually channel energy too. Like, you, you're very much clairsentient and claircognizant for sure. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I, like oh, yeah. That. I never knew the terms were before. So now I know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm all into the terms. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm learning so much. <laughs> <laughs> what are your, um, rising and moon signs again? I know you're Capricorn sun. So I am a Taurus moon living that luxury life. Yes. Uh, and of course I'm a freaking Leo rising. <laughs> Love that. We have two planets in common then in different positions. I love that. Yes, I know. That's why like your energy just automatically, I was like, I like her. Yeah, same. I was like, oh, you and I, it feels like we've known each other for a while, but like, it was like the first time we talked, it was immediately comfortable and lovely. It's like, oh, I know. good. I, know. <laughs> I just felt very like peaceful and at home. Yeah. I feel like she could be my sister. Uh, literally though, like we were probably related and somewhere down the line. <laughs> both Italian so exactly and you know those Italians are Randy's so. oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we could just be secret cousins <laughs> True. True. Um, so you also do a lot of manifestation and I want to chat about that because that's so yeah. fun how did you start like your manifestation practice Ooh, I gotta think how did I start it so I think it just came with personal development and entrepreneurship mm. um entrepreneurship is such a personal journey that like in order to grow a business, you do have to be growing yourself because your business is going to reflect like every insecurity. Like you literally have to learn like people skills to a ridiculous extreme because it's like dealing with people every single day and learning 
the science and psychology behind marketing and sales and all of this stuff. It's so much work. It's like doing the jobs of like 12 different people and then also keeping your own sanity and setting boundaries and all this stuff. So it's so much about personal development. Um, I'd say personal development is the most important part of entrepreneurship. Um, and through personal development, I started to look at my own shadows and like started working with a coach that would use this like spiritual language. And I had no idea what she was talking about. I thought crystals were like the weirdest thing. I thought astrology was stupid. Like I just like didn't understand any of it. I'm like, this is dumb. This new agey, like witch bullshit. I don't get it. Um, I was like, very skeptical of it at first. And I think that's healthy actually to be skeptical mm-hmm. before you dive right in. <laughs> yeah. And like, I just started slowly getting into it. Like it just started making more and more sense. And I started challenging my own beliefs and I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm fine to transform myself. I'm fine to be a different person. Like it's safe for me to not be the same person that I grew up being. Um, cause I grew up like, you know, very religious and, um, and kind of in like a, a box, you know, like I, I'm just not the same person at all anymore. And I like myself a lot better now. Like I lead a lot more with love now. It's not fake. Yeah. Oh, I so understand that. I grew up a similar way and I really thought that was the only version of myself that was allowed. I love that you said that because it's such a like a poignant phrase of like, I it's okay for me to be a different person now. Because mm-hmm. I had to really come to terms with that when I was coming to terms with my own authenticity while building this business. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, who am I? <laughs> like, who am I really? How do I want to do this? And it, you're so right. Personal development really goes hand in hand with entrepreneurship. Yes. And especially just being like, I'm going to express my truth. And like, I literally do not give a fuck what people think because like, they're going to judge me no matter what I do, you know? So anyways, with the way manifestation kind of ties into that is I started getting more into personal development and learning about manifestation in the sense that like, you can do anything you set your mind to. Uh, and just seeing my business grow when I believed that it could grow and seeing that reflected in my life and my relationships and seeing that as I transformed, I outgrew people and all this stuff. Um, and then I really started getting into manifestation specifically, honestly, during the pandemic last year, like the start mm-hmm. of it, um, I, I had been manifesting my whole life. Like in, in high school, I always got, I mean, this is perfectionism too, but I always got three days. Um, always got the leads and the plays pretty much anything I went wanted. I got, um, because I worked for it and I made it happen and I've always believed in myself. That's never been something that like I have had an issue with. I've always believed in myself. Um, so manifestation was actually kind of easy. Um, once I got around the medical metaphysical side of it, um, basically what started with it was, and I'm gonna show you the book. I have this book called unleash your inner money, babe, a 21 day manifestation, guide it's by manifestation babe it is amazing i'm gonna and, check that out yes i'll send you the name of it and like the amazon link later if you want oh but God, like, i love you <laughs> yes. oh my gosh of course so I, I started getting into it because at the beginning of the pandemic i lost almost all of my income um and yeah because like all of my clients before so this is what my business looked like pre-pandemic i was working with all opera singers and working with them on health and fitness. Now after the pandemic, I am working with pretty much all women. Instead of being a health and fitness coach, I'm an, I'm an empowerment coach. So I work with 
all women on health and fitness and business and life stuff. So I've really like expanded. I've allowed myself to grow. I've allowed myself to step into like the next level, but like it couldn't have happened if it didn't all like kind of turn to shit first. No. Yeah. The beauty and the breakdown. I feel that. Mm -hmm. So I lost all my income was kind of freaking out. And I'm like, you know what? I am just going to Jesus take the wheel. Like (laughs) (laughs) I surrender. I'm trying this manifestation thing. So I got some friends together and I'm like, let's do this unleash your inner money, inner money, babe challenge thing. It's like a 20 challenge. So during that challenge, I manifested like so much random money. Um, my mom ended up buying me a Nespresso because I wanted one. Uh, and that was also, um, I don't know if you've seen on, on Instagram, how every time I go to the grocery store, I get free flowers. That was when that started happening too. Really? Yeah. How cute is that? That's like the little old breadcrumb from the universe. Like you're killing it, baby. <laughs> it's a flower. Yes. It's flowers. Like every time I go to the grocery store, I get free flowers. Just from like somebody who is an admirer or, or how does that even happen? So the weird thing is, I don't know how it happens. I just know that it's always going to happen. Wow. That's manifestation in action right there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And like, I mean, I had done manifestation before the pandemic, but I started to really understand it during it. Like, um, I had manifested uh, a first class seat on a flight, like random free money, new clients, things like that. Um, I think I'm just honestly, like I am, uh, in human design, I'm a manifesting generator. Mm-hmm. So I'm like naturally wired for manifestation, I think. But once you kind of align your belief in yourself with the act of like surrendering the outcome, then that's when it can really happen. Yeah, absolutely. When you just kind of let that go, that's been the hardest part for me with that Virgo ascendant. Mm-hmm. I'm like, want control yeah. over it. And I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Because in human design, I'm a manifester, like solar, no gender, yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like pure manifestation energy, but nothing to really get it to formulate. I'm like, I'm great at coming up with stuff. And then I have to like, give it <laughs> something to do. Yes. And it's been a challenge to actually do it myself. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I don't know a ton about like pure manifester, but like, I know that since I have the generator part, like, do you know the Mariah Carey song, make it happen? Oh yeah. I love her. She's like my queen. She's, yeah, she's, I love her so much. she's a badass bitch. I love any woman who is empowering themselves and who is unabashedly themselves. I dig that. Yes. yes. And so many people think that she's like conceited and I don't think she is. I mean, she can be a diva sometimes, but like maybe that's just her ego coming out. I don't know. I feel like I really understand her. Yeah, like you have to understand too people that are not like you have to, but the thing that I think with celebrities is they have a totally different style of living than the rest of us do. Mm -hmm. Who knows the amount of pressure they're under every day just to like do the little things they have to do for themselves and not get recognized and bombarded with people. We don't understand that. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta cut some people slack and uh, you know, everybody has bad days. Can you imagine if somebody videotaped everything, like everything you did every day there, I'd look like a monster sometimes. And sometimes I'd look like an angel. Like it would really Mm -hmm. depend on the day. That's that's a good point. And I'm sure you see a lot of that living in LA too. Yeah. You see people on having great days who want to talk and people who don't like, you can just read it where they're like, Oh, they're having lunch. They don't want to be bothered. Let me just walk by. Yeah. But not everyone can read energy and people might just poke them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they're still human beings. They get overwhelmed too. Like, can you imagine that level of pressure? Woo. (laughs) That'd be a lot. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I forget what we were talking about with manifestation right before this. Shoot. That you've always kind of been a manifester and it, you think it comes from maybe the human design of it all. And uh, yes. yeah. yeah. Oh, so with the flower thing, it's just a thing. Like I, I do a lot of like mantras. So like mm-hmm. every morning I will align myself with the energy of gratitude every day anyways. So like what I want is already mine. Like I already know what's coming. Um, and the more you practice it, the easier it gets. It's like exercise, like consistency is the key for manifestation. So I'll align myself with that energy. Um, and I will do my affirmation. Like I get to have everything I want, or I'm so excited to have 10 people in my new program or whatever I'm trying to manifest, or I'm so excited for this first class flight or whatever, you know, um, I've only manifested a first class flight once, but it was epic. And, um, really cool. (laughs) thank Thank you. Thank you. Um, So I'll do that and then I'll take the aligned action. So action, not coming from a place of scarcity, not coming from a place of, oh my gosh, I need to get this done, like hustle. But like, this feels like the right move. Um, Yeah, it's just basically like following intuition. And I think in order to manifest, people do have to know themselves really well, like well enough to follow their own intuition. Mm -hmm. That's a huge part of it is getting in touch with yourself and knowing like what's want and what is like the ego, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like knowing what you want for aligned reasons, as opposed to knowing what you want for like some, maybe some, I don't know, more muggly reasons, <laughs> you, yeah. know? Like, you know, mm-hmm. so, like, and when you break it right, like when you break it down, a lot of like people do a lot of retail therapy and stuff like that. So when you actually know what you want, it makes a huge difference. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And like retail therapy and things like that are fine if they're in alignment, but a lot of times people will just like use anything to numb themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's a common thing that you see anywhere with anything. And that's like, I know the inner work is scary, but it's so much better when you've done it and actually get to live from a place of just understanding yourself and the world around you a little better, hopefully. Cause none of us know anything really, do we? Like, we just got to try to live the best we can. A hundred percent. We're all just figuring out as we go. Yeah. No, everybody's got their journey. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, the thing, I think the hardest part about all of that for me was allowing myself to like sit in my negative emotions. Um, Cause those were things that I had felt. And then of course, when I was younger, I just made them worse by like starving myself or trying to make myself throw up. But like sitting in the pain of rejection and sitting in the pain of feeling unworthy and like being in that really, really dark place. Oh my gosh. There's so many nights that I've just been alone, like just crying, like debating whether I should starve myself or text some guy to come over and hook up with me, like to numb myself. And it's like the more that I align myself with like who I wanted to be, the the last I wanted to do that. You know, because those yeah. things put you steps behind where you where you want to be. Absolutely, I feel the same way. I did that with uh, drinking was my like numbing thing of choice, and I remember mm-hmm. when I stopped because I've I no longer drink from just for like my life reasons because I realized not only was I using it to cover anything I was feeling but it was exacerbating the problem and I wasn't getting anything done. So I was like, you know what? I think this just has to go, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, and that's okay. And I had to actually mourn the side of myself that was able to go and hang at a party and drink beer with people or whatever the case was and be like, Nope, this is okay. It's okay to be a different person now. 
to bring it full circle. <laughs> yeah, you know? 100%. Yeah, recently, honestly, I've had to mourn the part of myself that would just like go out and meet guys and have fun. And I'm like, that's just not me anymore. Like, I'm not interested in numbing the part of myself that feels lonely, like just to have a quick hookup or something. So I feel less lonely. Like that's, that was what I did a lot after my eating disorder, like in college, it was so easy to do that. Like I was on a college campus, you know, it just does not align with my highest, like most authentic self. Yeah. And when you actually know that about yourself, you can make that choice. Cause like, I feel like before you actually figure that out, you're just doing whatever you can to survive the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's totally understandable. But once you've actually gone and done the inner work of it all, you're like, Oh, I understand why I was doing that. Okay. Now that I have this perspective, I can switch this behavior. That's, you know, that's my opinion on it anyway. I mean, what do I know? But <laughs> It's like, sometimes we just need what we need to cope and we're all just doing the best that we can with the awareness that we have. Yeah. Humans really do try to be the best they can for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all just trying to make it through the damn day. <laughs> and that's why I think self-compassion is so important. You know, like even trying yeah. it like my work as a coach, um, having compassion when there are days when you don't do what's in alignment for yourself and not beating yourself up about the fact that like, Oh my goodness, I should have done that better. I should have listened to myself instead of these other people. I ignored my intuition and now I just completely fucked up. Like, no, it's okay. Sometimes that's going to happen. Like people aren't in alignment every single day, every single second. Unless you're Buddha. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Unless you're the Dalai Lama. I don't think any, even the Dalai Lama I'm sure has off days. (laughs) He's human too. And it would be like just wrong for us to claim that we're such enlightened beings that we need to be on 24 seven. I don't think we learn anything if you're on 24 seven, right? Like you learn from those times where you fuck up and you're like, Oh dang, I got to remember not to do that next time. You know, that's, that's part of the human experience. I think. Yeah. And like, same with my confidence that I have now. I don't think I would even know what this was if I didn't have the time when I wasn't confident. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. I think that's probably why you're such an amazing coach too, is you've come from that and you've seen both sides of it and you can actually suss up, Oh, you're not, you're not in alignment right now. And that's why you're making these decisions. Here's the tips that I use to help myself. I know they work because they worked for me and they Mm -hmm. can be adjusted however you need. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Thank you. I just love what you do. I think it's so important. And I love that you're so like an empowerment coach. That is the coolest thing to me because that's really what people need, right? They need to learn how to empower themselves. They don't, mm-hmm. they can do anything with that. Yeah. Cause it's like, if we're following someone else's plan for us, then we're not really living within our own authenticity and we're not really serving the world in the way that we should be. Yeah. Like it's just so against ourselves to ignore our own intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you always been really in touch with your intuition? Honestly, no. Cause mm. a lot of, it's so weird. I I've actually had to do a lot of EMDR lately mm. um, with like my childhood and stuff. Um, and this is not like me blaming my parents or my family or anyone. It was totally me bringing it on myself, but like mm. I used to just completely numb out. So like I wouldn't, I, I would just like kind of put my nose to the grindstone, do my work. I always succeeded in school, in arts, whatever I wanted. And I believed in myself, but I would never actually allow myself to feel. And like intuition is all about feeling into your body. So it was almost like my body and my soul were like separate. Like, I just remember like 
starving myself, trying to make myself throw up, like lashing out at family members and loved ones and just like feeling like I just don't remember any of that because I was literally just not in my body. Like my soul was elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I understand that. That's how I felt in a lot of my teen years dealing with mental illness and trying to figure all that crazy stuff out. Mm-hmm. In a way, I'm really glad I went through it early though, because if I can actually give solid advice to friends that need it and actually refer them to places that have been and like treatments that have been helpful for me. And that's mm-hmm. been extremely valuable. It's so, it's so cool when the, you can turn your pain into your greatest healing. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. I feel like and that's then, exactly what you've done. Thank you. Yeah. It's really, really beautiful to watch that. And you're so inspiring too. Cause you're like, look at this badass bitch. Just take on the world and actually make change. <laughs> actually make change. Thank you. That's the, I think that's the, most exciting part about what I do is that it actually does help people. You know, like I look at my clients from like three years ago and they're still sustaining and they have now gotten to the point where they've impacted their moms and their friends. And like my main purpose for all of this is just like have a ripple effect on the world. It's not even about me at all. I was literally just thinking ripple effect. That's exactly what it is. It's Mm -hmm. that like positive step that helps somebody else make a positive step and somebody else make a positive step. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure out how I can do it more fully, but I I think I'm getting there more and more every day. Cause like the thing is like my mission is to get rid of eating disorders and to help empower women so that women and men could be equal, you know, so we can balance out the equality in the world. Those are like probably my two main missions in life, get rid of eating disorders and help empower women, which when you get rid of eating disorders, it does empower women because it takes away this, belief that we have to look a certain way for men and all this other stuff that's rooted in our patriarchal system. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I think I'm getting closer and closer with it every day. Oh, yeah. um, but the more people I help and the more people I impact, the more they can impact other people and just like have to really hone in on my own message and make sure that I'm being really clear about what it is so that other people can go and share it. I love that so much. When you're talking about female empowerment too, like that's, I love that you're for Like that's, that's one of your specialties, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say like what I, I know how I like to empower women, but what are some things that you do to like hold space and empower your, your sisters? Yeah. So I'd say the main thing is just encouraging them to listen to themselves mm-hmm. and trust themselves. And like, there are methods that we can use for self-trust, like consistency and making sure that you're following through on the goals you set for yourself is a way to build self-trust. Um, but then also just holding space for people to feel their emotions, like not letting people gaslight themselves and call themselves crazy for feeling. Um, <laughs> go against what society teaches us about everything, you know? Oh yeah. Like we are allowed to have nuanced perspectives on the world. Yes. The world is in shades of gray. It's not as black and white as people see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when you deal with, with mental illness and your systems break down, you really start to see that too. Because if, you, if you've lived a relatively charmed life and have never seen the areas of gray, they're harder to understand. And uh, mm-hmm. that's why I love that we live in a time where so much more awareness is happening. That also comes with its downfalls. But, but mm-hmm. there's so much more awareness and space held for people who have, have lived a different walk of life than just the mainstream. And that's such a cool time to live in. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think also, um, distinguishing love from fear. Yeah. You know, like knowing when you're leading with unconditional love and knowing when you're leading with fear, like, um, 
this is kind of far-fetched. So I'm sorry, my brain thinks so fast, but oh no, do it. <laughs> cancel culture and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that is not out of unconditional love. Like that's a lot out of fear, like wanting people to like be silenced. Yeah. Cancel culture is very fear-based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like I can understand how being some holding somebody accountable. Yes. But that there's difference when it's like being ostracized and that's Yeah. And like someone's not allowed to amend for their mistakes. Like I think that's right. wrong. Because who doesn't love a comeback story? The whole point of being on this earth is to make mistakes and learn from them. Mm-hmm. And if you if you put it on such a um like life or death thing, obviously there's some exceptions to that where you know, if somebody is just uh, a, a very, you know, malicious human being, obviously you deal with that situation then. But cancel culture, I feel like, is getting to a dangerous place where we're just willing to shut everybody out that we don't agree with. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, I will talk to anyone and, you know, I'm not going to try and shift their perspective, but I'll try to understand where people are coming from because uh, people all have unique backgrounds, you know, mm-hmm. like people are only doing the best with the awareness that they have. And I, I a hundred percent believe it that most people are really trying their best. Absolutely. I and really believe that too. What do you say? I said, I really believe that too. Yeah. And I think most people are trying to lead with love, like however they can. Yeah. And some people just haven't been taught how to love properly too. A lot of people out there that, you know, have come from tough upbringings themselves and they're doing the best they can, like you said, with, with the information they have. Mm -hmm. And like, unless, and that's where I love trying to lead from a place of compassion always is, all right, I'll hear what you have to say. And I'll definitely tell you what I have to say. And if I know the conversation's not going anywhere, I'll politely dip out because I know you're not trying to be an asshole. You just don't Mm -hmm. understand where I'm coming from. And you haven't gotten to a place where you can meet me yet. Yeah. And that's okay. Like in order to even discern that, I think we do have to have it start within ourselves. So like... That's like the basis of my work, I'd say, is getting people to trust and love themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, spread that light to other people. It's like you have to see the light within yourself first so that you can, like, radiate that onto others, you know? Totally. It all comes from self-love. That was, I've said this many times, too. That was the beginning of my journey as I realized how much I hated myself. I was like, what? Okay, that has to change. And it's an ongoing process. We all deal with dips and all that kind of stuff, but... Mm-hmm. It's so important. I wish it was a class taught in like elementary school. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And like, I feel like oftentimes the reasons people hate themselves is because society has conditioned us to believe that we need to be a different way. So that's why it's so important to me to actually spread like the science behind what is actually healthy. Um, because, you know, traditionally people did not think that being fat is healthy and like, really like you, you can still be fat and be healthy. And like, you really can be healthy internally and still have body fat. Like it's all okay. And like, it doesn't make anyone less worthy, even if they are unhealthy, like we still need to lead with love. Yeah. Cause again, you never know what somebody's working with or dealing with or their own mental processes. It's, it's all so subjective. Mm -hmm. And we tend to, I mean, as human beings, we tend to kind of just be judgy creatures. And I have to catch myself a lot where I'm like, Oh, you're judging. Stop that. And that's, you know, that's an awareness thing too, but we all have that tendency. It's like, if we start to break that cycle though, maybe we could teach the next generations of human beings to be a little better to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, we, like the reason we hate each other, we hate ourselves is because we feel so much shame around yeah. 
how we're supposed to feel and like how we're supposed to be. It's like, we don't accept ourselves because society has placed this barrier on us. And that's, that's why I'm so passionate about it. You know, it's like actual education behind what is healthy. And then also just empowering people to be happy within themselves. Absolutely. And get rid of those, the shitty labels we put on everything. Cause we try to put everything into a box. Like we, mm-hmm. it's like we, it's like as humans, we need an explanation for everything. And the human soul doesn't work like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, There's not a rule book. It's just, you just are who you are and you have to deal with what you have to deal with. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh man. I so agree with that. Yes. Yes, girl. Okay. What other kind of witchy stuff are you into? Cause I just feel that coming off you. Do you do tarot at all? Are you into divination? So, yeah. So I love like when Danny, um, our mutual friend, Danny, for anyone listening, oh, yeah. um, reads my cards for me. I don't know how to do it, but I can channel things. Like I do just know random things. Um, one thing I've been really playing around with lately is that I literally can guess anyone's astrology sign. Like if I'm, if I'm in alignment, I don't feel pressure to guess it. Sometimes like, I'll just get messages like that person's like, I was out to dinner two nights ago and our hostess was talking to me and I just go, are you a Libra? And she's like, yeah, how do you know? I'm like, I just knew, like, I could just tell, um, like, I don't know. There's just some things that I know, you know? And like, I was talking to, um, this guy and he was talking to me about his grandpa and I was like, is your grandpa's name Jim? And he was like, yeah. And I don't, I don't know how, like, sometimes I just know things. Like I know people's names. I know their astrology signs. I I know things about them. Um, there was one time I was driving and I, uh, avoided a street, like just cause I felt like it. And later found out that there was an accident on that street, just like weird things like that. Oh um, yeah where I just know things, you know? So I think that's what you said. I think I'm uh, relieved to have a term for it. (laughs) Yeah, that is, that is clear cognizance really strong. Like like, Mm -hmm. that's a, that you have a relatively strong gift then if you're like doing that on the regular and it's very much about taking the pressure off and trusting that. Like if Mm -hmm. like trying to ask somebody to um, do a backflip, just off the like, oh you're a gymnast can you do backflip right here well I'm in a room full of people like can I can you give me a second to prepare I haven't stretched like yeah yeah I love that analogy thank you yeah. yeah yeah it's really weird I know I have a really strong gift for it and I've always been a little bit afraid of it because it's a lot about releasing control and as someone who has had an eating disorder had severe anxiety and all this stuff it is really hard to release control completely but when I do it's so magical because I just like straight up know things yes. and like my own manifestations. Like I know that they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's really interesting. I, I know I do have a gift for it and I use it in my coaching a lot. Um, I use it to like channel messages for my clients and things like that. Things I think they need to hear. Love that. Um, yeah. I don't think they even realize that I do it. If any of my clients are listening, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it comes from my own experiences too, obviously. But a lot of it is just like me talking from my intuition to see what they need to hear. But yeah, I, I do have a strong um, inclination to like listen to my intuition and just know things. That's so cool. Yeah, it's so witchy. I love that so much. Thank you. Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe five years from now, we'll interview again and I'll have more. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, you've opened the door now. 
Yes. Yes. Well, and it's so much fun too, because it really does like, it's one of those rules that society's put on us that tells us that stuff's not real. And then when you start to actually witness it yourself, you're like, oh, it's all been a lie. I can do magic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is magic and it is miracles. You know, like even the fact that every time I go to the grocery store, I get free flowers is a miracle. And I've had so many people try to tell me like, oh, it's just because you purposely like get dressed up and make yourself look attractive. And you go to the one with the guy and the guy is hitting on you and try to minimize my experience by saying that it's because, you know, I'm, I'm a seducing person and giving me flowers. But then after that, I started playing with it and I'm like, I'm going to go to this old, older woman's line. I'm going to go to this all my ages line. And every single time it happens, no matter what I'm wearing, no matter what I look like, no matter what I'm doing, like, I know I'm getting free flowers and it just is. And like, there's no rhyme or reason for it. It, it just is what it is. And I just know what's going to happen. Well, people's analytical brains want to explain that away because they're like, I don't understand that. That does not compute in my brain. Like there's got to be a reason. So they'll like make lines and connect things to try and explain it away when sometimes you just can't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the beauty of life is like, again, we, the only thing I know for sure is that I know nothing at all. So I, I choose to, <laughs> to see the magic in it all. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's pretty cool. Those experiential uh, evidences, if you will. I don't know if that's how you say it properly, but like it doesn't get recognized a lot because it is a like experience-based thing. But when you experience it yourself over and over and again, it starts, you're like, oh no, this is just real. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not a coincidence. Like I purposely aligned my energy with mm-hmm. being able to receive the the abundance of free flowers. Yes. <laughs> You opened your energy up to it. I love that. That's such a beautiful way to put it. And that is Mm -hmm. absolutely valid. Yeah. And I learned from that book too. You know, it's like aligning yourself with the energy of what you want. Yes. Living in an abundance mindset. My fiance and I were talking about it like earlier this week. Mm -hmm. We were talking about poverty mindset versus abundance mindset. And he was like, I think I deal with some poverty mindset. And I'm really trying to switch that. And I was like, I love that you actually recognize that. That's the coolest thing. Yes. I think a lot of us deal with that. Yeah. And again, that's like inner work and shadows before you can even get to that point of being able to manifest because it's like literally looking at your beliefs around things. And I, I help my clients with that. I don't specialize in it. So I usually will refer them to one of my favorite, like most inspirational people ever, Amanda Francis. Ooh, Amanda Francis. I'll tag her in this. Yes. I usually refer them to her because she is like the money manifestation queen and I love her also manifestation, babe, Catherine Zinkina. I'll usually refer them to her too. Um, they have a huge body of work that just deals with this and it helps so much. Like it helps with money mindset and money manifestation. That's so important. Again, like all of these things that I think our society has been lacking for so long are really coming to light right now. And it's so exciting. Because yeah. <laughs> we've all been stuck inside having to like look at our shadows. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. the pandemic actually completely healed any like abandonment issues that I had because I I was not able to numb myself. Like I had to just look at my own emotions. Yeah. For me, it was healing from my, from my uh, root chakra because I realized throughout mm-hmm. all of this, I had stable, like I'm, I have found stability in myself and I can rely on myself to make sure that I'm okay. And I mm-hmm. am taken care of. That was a yeah. huge one for me. So, so I love cool. That. 
what are some of the daily and weekly like rituals you do just to keep balanced and aligned? Maybe even some like favorite self-care stuff you do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I do this with my clients too, but I have just like non-negotiables every single week, every month, every day. So if you'll give me a second and, mm-hmm. um, okay. So my daily non-negotiables, weekly non-negotiables and monthly non-negotiables. Um, so monthly, I am supported with a cleaning person to come in and clean my space because it just helps me feel a lot better. Um, and that stresses me out. I hate cleaning. So I just hired help for it. Um, so I'll do that monthly. I'll get a monthly massage for my own self-care. Um, I will usually when we're not in a pandemic, go on a trip every single month. Um, whether it's a trip to go visit my sister in Nashville or I'll go to New York a lot, um, or come up to LA or, or just anywhere. I went to Grand Rapids a couple weeks ago, just for like a mini like weekend getaway. Um, just doing something to like get out and explore and be adventurous. Um, so I'll try to do that once a month. Um, weekly, I exercise at least four times a week. Um, I make sure that every day I'm eating healthy, that I'm eating enough protein, um, that I'm drinking enough water. And, uh, another really big thing for me is my morning routine. So every single morning I will do daily meditation for 10 minutes. I'll do a brain dump. So anything in my brain that's anxiety, stress, I'll let it out on paper. So it's not in my brain anymore. Um, I do like my skincare routine every single morning, foam rolling. And then in the evenings, I always make sure that I have at least an hour where I'm not working and I'm like unplugged. So watching TV or reading a book or doing something like talking to a friend, just making sure that I'm off, you know, my brain is in relaxation mode. So those are my non-negotiables for self-care. In terms of all of the like metaphysical, spiritual stuff, definitely meditating helps. Mm -hmm. Like that's my number one thing is making sure that I am like out of my mind, you know, that I'm not stressing about things and that my brain is clear. Um, I take walks every single day also, um, so that I can clear my mind so I can get some movement. Um, and then journaling, of course, if some negative emotion comes up, if I identify a block, I'm kind of at the point now where like I can coach myself through it. Um, but I will find the block, have it come up, say what's most loving for me in this moment. Is it to numb this out with TV and chocolate and wine, or is it to like actually sit and work on this thing? Mm -hmm. And either way is not wrong. You know, I teach my clients that too. Like if they want to skip a workout, sometimes that's fine. Um, but usually what will happen is I'll eventually work on the block. Um, whether it is by myself or I'll, I have a therapist that I see every single week too. That's one of my weekly non-negotiables is talking to a therapist about it. And that's like maintenance for mental health. I don't even think of it as like, I'm working through specific issues. It's like, I deserve to have support with my health and maintenance. And, you know, if there's any problem that I feel like I can't do on my own, I will always ask for help with it because I think that I deserve it. Absolutely. Oh, I love the way that was said. That was beautiful. You do fucking deserve it. (laughs) Thank you. And everybody out there deserves it too. You deserve to care for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not selfish. It is caring for yourself so that you can then be the amazing caring person for the rest of the world. Yes. My business, honestly, 
Like if I did not have these non-negotiables in place, my business would not do well. Yeah. Cause your out reflects your in. Like if your mm-hmm. inside's a mess, your outside's going to be a mess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that so much. That's so funny what you just said. Cause that's one of the main things that I say, this is going to sound so nerdy and science. But what you just said, the, the input and the output need to match. That's actually the main principle that I teach on metabolic adaptation. Wow. So people's metabolisms, like the amount of food you take in is the amount of energy that you have to, to put out essentially. Mm-hmm. And the amount that you put out is the amount that you're allowed to bring in. So the way that I work with clients usually is to increase the food mm-hmm. so that they can have more energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yes. it really has to be a balance both ways, always. Yes, absolutely. It's that uh, as above, so below, as within, so without all of that, the hermetic order, mm-hmm. all the things. Yes. It's that's amazing how that... Oh, I'm Lib- sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, that's a very Librian thing to say. It is. I have no Libra in my chart, but I, I actually really get along with Libras really well because I like that that balanced, uh, yes. at least intention, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it is, you really have to, like, I, I've noticed that and it's been an issue until very recently of like, setting boundaries for my own self-care being like, I can do this much work and I will work as hard as I can possibly work, but I do need time to reset myself because otherwise I burn out and I'm no good to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what changed for me was really making the connection that like, I'm not going to be successful unless I take care of myself first. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. maybe I could, I could hustle my way to success, but like, that's not really true success. If you're not really happy within yourself. I was just going to say that I'm like, you might have success on paper, but you're going to be miserable while doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I want everything, you know, I want an aligned, aligned life. <laughs> <laughs> I know living in alignment is so important. And I feel like it's only getting better and it's only getting more, more uh, prevalent in our culture. So that is a very, very cool thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. So I think daily non-negotiables, weekly non-negotiables, monthly non-negotiables for self-care are so important. Just making sure that you have the structures in place so that you can set yourself up for success and you can stay consistent with them. And it's different for every single person. Um, That's part of what I do in my coaching work too, you know, is help people figure those things out for themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. Well, what, since this is the witch podcast, I have to ask, what is the like spookiest or witchiest thing that has ever happened to you? Like ghost stories, any of that fun stuff? Okay. So when I moved, okay, I went through a really big breakup a couple years ago. I think it was October, 2019. So a little bit over a year and a half ago. And After the breakup, I had to move out because I lived with him. And I moved into a small apartment across the street from a cemetery in a small town. Yeah. And that was when I started feeling things. That was when I started feeling connected to spirits. Um, I'm somewhat of a medium. Like I can um, communicate um, as long as I'm fully in alignment and I'm open to it. I haven't been open to it lately, to be honest with you, Crystal. Like it's not been the time. Like I just have not, I haven't had the, the room for it. Cause I've been working on my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I am aligned, I can connect. Like if I ever want to, like if a friend comes over, I have friends who 
have had loved ones pass away and I can feel their loved ones when they're here, you know? So if I want to connect to it, I can, I just have not wanted to lately. But when I lived in that apartment, I had no idea what was happening. I just felt all this weird energy and I knew it was people. I knew it was souls that had passed away and I was so afraid of it, but I had finally started to let it in. Cause I'm like, why the hell not? Like, let's try this. I feel safe. I feel secure. Nothing's going to happen to me. Yeah. And I was talking to my sister about it. My, I have a twin sister. I don't know if I told you that. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She's also weird and witchy like me. And she has very, very similar gifts as I do spiritual gifts. And she started being able to feel spirits way before I could, because she started going to therapy before me and became like more in touch with her emotions sooner. Right. So wow. yeah. So she started feeling it. And one day we were talking and the, my loved one that passed away, I have an aunt that passed away that I could always feel very, very strongly because she just like had that big personality that just like wanted to be seen all the time. I could feel her all the time, but my grandpa passed away a couple of years ago. And I was talking to my sister on the phone about all this witchy stuff when I, when I started feeling it in that apartment. And I said, kind of upset. I have not felt grandpa's energy since moving here. And so my grandpa passed away in June. I went to the apartment and moved there in October. Mm. And that's when I started feeling all this weird stuff. And my sister said, just wait. And I was talking on the phone. It was like 11 PM. I was taking off my makeup when I was talking to her. And then I remembered I had just ordered some makeup from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I get this concealer like every single month. I promise this relates. It's so weird. I get this <laughs> It's such a weird story, but I get this concealer every single month from Amazon and just everything within me, everything in my intuition was like, go open the package of concealer. And I kind of wrestled with my intuition for a second. I was like, why would I go open the package of concealer? Like yeah. I'm taking off my makeup. It's nighttime. And I'm kind of like, I have a cleaning lady. I'm kind of a lazy ass sometimes. And I just leave my boxes by the door and whatever, you know, so all these boxes over there. I'm like, I don't care right now. I can deal with the concealer when I need more concealer again. I'll just leave it there till I need to open it. And my gut was like, go open your concealer. So I went over there and I looked at it and automatically it was like, duh, this huge, just like out of a movie, like popping out at me a word. And the word was Monroe. And that's the name of my street. And Uh also the grandfather. And I looked at it and I said, what the hell? And I just like, kind of felt like my breath was being taken away for a second. And I heard my grandfather's voice. Like, of course I'm with you, Celia. Look at your street name. Like, of course. Oh. I, the time. I, I helped you get out of that relationship and helped you get here. So then I went back and I texted my sister and I said, the weirdest thing just happened to me. And she said, what did you connect with grandpa? And I said, how did you know? And she said, I asked him to send you a sign. Oh my God. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that he's been up there pulling the strings the whole time. He was like, nope, nope. Good. We're going to take you this way. Here's my street. Here you go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is so beautiful. Thank you. And it was crazy because I just had never put two and two together that like, that was my street name. That's my grandpa's name. Like, of course he's looking out for me. Like, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love stories like that. That's awesome. (laughs) Do you and your sister have that, like, twin back and forth, like, telepathy thing? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. I hired. Um, so at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I was actually on unemployment for like a month while I like got my shit together with my, um, business. And I was so worried about finances, like so worried. And I had connected with this business coach and my sister said, you need to work with this coach. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I just feel in my gut, like you need to work with her. I have good energy from her. I have good energy thinking about this. You need to work with her. Mm. And she just confirmed that for me. Cause I knew, and this coach like changed the game for me. She helped me trust myself. She helped me, um, you know, financial abundance, like so much during the pandemic. Um, she's just helped me with everything. And I don't know, my sister just like affirming that to me that it was correct without even meeting this girl. Um, she just like, she's almost like my second intuition, my twin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She can feel it too. She can feel when things are right for me, you know, if she feels it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even about like giving advice. It's about like knowing in your gut, like, is this the right thing? And I can feel things like that for her too. Yeah. So it's super interesting. It is like telepathy kind of, um, but even like yesterday she was like, I'm having like some period cramps. I'm like, that's weird. Cause the, is it on the right side? She's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, well, when you mentioned your period cramps, the right side of my stomach started hurting. Oh yeah. So just weird things like that. So we're definitely like very, very connected to each other and to the universe. And the more we grow, um, separately, the more we grow together too. You guys have twin tuition. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love that. I love that. Yes, you do. That is so cool. I love that. Thank you. All right, babe, where can people find you? What's the best way for people getting caught to get in contact with you and procure your services? Yes. So on Instagram at the glam fit diva, such a Leo rising name. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) On Facebook, Annie Calvinesso. And then also um, my website is www.theglamfitdiva.com or my email, Annie at theglamfitdiva.com. Mm-hmm. And do you have any special like workshops or anything like that coming up that people need to be aware of? I do have a really exciting program coming out soon. Um, this podcast is actually going to be the first to know. Oh my God. Um, so, you know, I guess I'll go ahead. I kind of feel aligned right now to offer the podcast um, a code for money off. Oh my so, God, thank you. Well, we can use the code witch um, when I have my cart open and it could be $100 off the program. Um, the program is going to be about empowering yourself to exercise in an aligned way. So it's going to be for everyone, um, mostly women, of course. Um, anyone who identifies as a woman can take this course and it's going to be um, super supportive. It's going to be a group of people doing it together and the goal is that by the end of it, everyone in it will have a exercise routine that they can follow. Um, so they can build that consistency and build the trust in themselves and build strength and all that stuff. So this is a brand new program I'm launching. I'm really excited about it. Um, I've worked with famous singers all over the world and, you know, uh, worked with singers the past few years and, and a couple um, people that are not singers, yeah. but this stuff can be applied to anyone. So I'm opening a program that's going to, you know, work with everyone because I know it should be accessible to everyone. Oh my God. That's amazing. And thank you so much for offering that code on this podcast. That means the world to me. You have no idea. Of course. Of course. Oh my, I feel very honored right now. <laughs> oh, well, I figured I would do something special for your listeners if they, you know, are interested oh in thing. And yeah. And you got to let me know when that's launching so I can make sure to, um, to post about that and put it all over my social media too. 
Yes, absolutely. Yes. And uh, lastly, do you have any words of wisdom for anybody out there seeking or trying to find their path right now? Yeah. Fuck all opinions. Listen to yourself. I love that. That's beautiful. That's the perfect (laughs) thing to say. I just couldn't have said it better myself. Amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Annie. You are a goddess among mere mortals and I absolutely adore you. Oh, oh my gosh. Back at you. Mirrors. All right, my gorgeous witches, that's it for this week's episode. I want to thank you so, so much for tuning in, and I hope you found some insight and inspiration in this episode. To connect with Annie and get your empowerment on, head on over to the show notes for links to her social media and website, where you can connect with her and find so many magical goodies. As always, you can find links to connect with me in the show notes as well, including links to my website and social media, where you can see all the witchy stuff that I'm up to. Finally, I would love to give a special witchy shout-out to Brie Banuelos and Jason Andrews for the kick-ass intro and outro music for this podcast. You both are insanely talented, and I'm so grateful to be able to use a little piece of your brilliance. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, ciao witches. Ciao witches.